Hi, this is Angie Meadows. And this is Bobby Schneider. And this is The Rocker Recovery. We're doing the 12th lesson on the seven pillars of wisdom. This is the only lesson that I'm joining in this whole series. <laughs> and we're happy that Bobby's with us. We'll liven it up a little. We hope you've enjoyed this study. We've done, uh, we found the seven pillars of wisdom. And then we've done a study on a lot of verses in wisdom. And then we realized that the foundation to our life was the fear of the Lord. And then I... One of the lessons was on the blessings of that fear of the Lord and all the wonderful things that can come from it if we reverence God. And then we went through what we felt like was pillars, understanding, discernment, insight, uh, truth, righteousness, knowledge, instruction, prudence. And we found those and found what God's word was saying about those. And now what we want to do is the final lesson on more wisdom. I'm all about more, more, more anything. More wisdom. Everybody says, what are you addicted to? More. more. <laughs> I'm addicted to more. <laughs> oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. That's Romans 11.33. So there is great riches and great treasures in the word of God. So the first one that we want to talk about is Proverbs 4, 1. What is our job? Proverbs 4, 1 says, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. So understanding is knowing the difference between good and evil. So what's our answer? What's our job here? Um, to hear the instruction of our parents or our Heavenly Father and to know or pay attention to understanding. There you go. That's what we're to do. We're to pay attention to listen. And you know, a lot of times in life, you don't pay attention. You're just trying to get through the day. So basically, understanding is yeah. knowing the difference yeah. between good and evil. Amen. So number two, Proverbs. I think, I think I understand that. Okay, Proverbs 4, 4. What am I to hear and do? Then he taught me, and he said to me, take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Huh. So what am I to hear and do? Uh, to let my heart uh, retain his words. And what blessing will I receive if I do that? Um, life. I'm, I'm gonna, life. 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 Look at that. Look at that. I get voice. to live. Yes, I get to live. And I, I think it's life abundantly. I don't think it's uh, just drudgery and moving through life. Rock, Rocky always says, I want to have life more abundantly, not more struggly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Proverbs 4, 5, number 3, what am I not to forget? It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Hmm. So what am I not to forget? Wisdom and understanding. understanding. And God's words, yes. So we want to make sure that we know the word of the Lord. And I want to speak to myself, Bobby, in the Word of God. I don't want to speak to myself with anxiety and fear. And, you know, I have to remind myself of this very often because things will happen and I start speaking my, to myself out of anxiety or out of fear. I talk to myself a lot, too, especially when I get nervous. And I'm really talking to God. Um, but I do have audible conversations with him on occasion. <laughs> People probably think I'm crazy when I'm driving. So <laughs> that's a good time to talk to the Lord because you can yell, you can do anything, and nobody's going to really pay any attention to you. Yeah, if I'm on my motorcycle, I'm usually yelling at other people because <laughs> they don't look and pay attention. If you're out there on the road, be aware of two people on two wheels. Amen. <laughs> Public uh, service announcement. Uh, Proverbs 4, 6. What's my blessing if I never forsake wisdom and I love her? It says, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Ah, so what's what's my blessing? Um, uh, I'll be exalted. I'll be brought to honor. You'll be protected. 
You see that? You're going to be protected and preserved. Wisdom preserves us and protects us. How cool is that? So here's some discussion. If something bad happens to me, you might want to hit, go to Hebrews. If something bad happens to me, does that mean I don't have wisdom? No, there are some other possible reasons that things are going amiss in our lives. And the first scripture we're going to read is Hebrews 12, 11. So we're going to look at these lessons, these uh, next four verses, and we're going to look at the reasons that things that might go astray in our life, things might be upside down. So what's the first one? Hebrews 12, 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So we might be being chastened for wrong decisions, for going off the path. And it's, you know, it's just like a a father with his child. If the two-year-old is impulsive and runs into the street, he's going to chasten that child. He's going to scold him. He's going to say, hey, you can't do that. You can't get away from me. You can't run in the street after that ball. Uh, And that's out of love. That's not out of uh, anything that's uh, vindictive or manipulative. So the father will chasten us when he loves us. So let's look at the second uh, reason, Luke 22, 31, and 32. Let's see what will happen. What might be another reason? She's dragging it out because I'm not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, so this is Jesus talking. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that is your faith. Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So there were years that I had a prayer partner named Kathy, Kathy Moyer. And she and I probably prayed for four or five years. And we'd start at nine o'clock in the evening. We'd pray till midnight, one, two. And finally, about two o'clock, we'd be like, okay, we got got to go to bed. (laughs) And I remember one night the Lord gave me this verse through her. And he said, uh, Satan's asked to sift you like wheat. Uh, is that okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, I had no clue what that meant. And uh, otherwise, I don't think I would have agreed to it because it's been a, a lot of sifting. So I must have had a lot of chaff in there that needed to be sifted out. But my job now is to strengthen the brethren, strengthen my my fellow Christians, strengthen those that are feeble and weak, and to help them uh, get on top of things and on top of their life. And, and so... I just think sometimes it's to strengthen others when they see us to go through things. So we've got two reasons here for bad things happening. One is discipline. One is to be able to strengthen others. Number three, Proverbs. That that really goes through with a recovery theme too as well. Um, As I I get better, uh, and and, and it's through Christ and it's it's through recovery, um, my job is to show others how I've done it and be an example uh, by, by, by where I'm at in life, so to speak, or, or what's going on, uh, how I handle things. Right. Um, and all those things are reflections of that faith. Uh, you know, we're in the 12th month here, and, and the, a lot of the morning meditations or, or meditations that we do are based on the step of the month, which would be the 12th step. And the, the 12th step is very, very precise where it says, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So how many results are there? Mm. There's just one result. Mm. Having had a spiritual awakening as the 
result of these steps. Wow. So it doesn't mean when I work the steps, I'm going to get my girlfriend back. Or when I work the right. steps, I'm going to get a new car. Or I'm going right. to get an apartment. When I work the steps, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. And then when, because I'm awoke, <laughs> I start, I start, those other things are like, not collateral damage, but collateral benefits. So uh, what you're saying is that your heart will open up and you will see this wisdom. 100%. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so the third one is Proverbs 24, 16. For all the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. So if I, if I learn perseverance... Uh, if I just keep getting up and keep getting up and keep getting up and keep getting up and, oh man, falling down again, falling down again. But I refuse to agree with depression or anger or bitterness, but instead I move it and say, nope, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to do the next right thing. And so I, I want to be able to learn that, that skill, that character, perseverance. And a lot of times suffering comes my way because I'm being refined in my character. So the next one, the final one, is Romans eight eighteen. That says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Hmm. Well, I can believe in that. Hmm. I go through struggles. I go through times that are hard. And, and, and for example, if, if we... We're always told if, if you, when you first get sober, make a list of all the things that you want by a certain time, and you will more than likely shortchange yourself. <laughs> uh, because when you get to that time, you'll realize that you've surpassed any kind of right. vision or wishes. Uh, and that's like, personally, that's where my life is right now. I mean, it's, it is second to none comparing it to any other life that I've had. That's amazing. Uh, before so. this. It's, and it's, I, I feel like I, I mean, there's been effort. But it's more been discipline, and it's gaining the wisdom. Right. Uh, the spiritual awakening. Knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is another. Mm. I think I can learn stuff, but if I can learn something through somebody else's experience, yes. I think that's wisdom. Yes, and knowledge puffs up. Uh, so it kind of makes us prideful if we you know, have a lot of PhDs or a lot of degrees, and, and we don't know how to apply those things to our life and be able to walk out our character. So here are four reasons that things possibly could be happening to us one's disciplining one so that that we could be turned back and and make sure that we're able to strengthen others along the way another one so we can just keep rising again we can learn that perseverance another one's just it's just common to man suffering suffering happens it's just what happens this is a broken world so proverbs 4 7 what is the main thing that i need is the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Hmm. So number five, what am? What is the main thing that I need? Again, wisdom. Wisdom. I'm sensing a theme. Is that <laughs> okay. the name of this episode? <laughs> and what do we need to go along with that wisdom? Uh, understanding. Yes. So I need to be able to apply what I'm learning to my life. So number six, Proverbs four eight. How are we to honor wisdom? Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. <laughs> what would it look like to cherish and embrace wisdom? <laughs> and why is it a her? Well, it's personified. <laughs> it's personified in the Bible as a female. Wisdom is a female. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah. That's the way... Uh... No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what blessing will I receive? I will receive... The spirit. Promoted. She, she will like, promote me. 
honor, uh, wisdom will promote me when I honor her. Number seven, Proverbs 4, 9. What is the gift wisdom gives me? She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. I'm assuming this, I'm assuming this is figurative. It is very figurative. <laughs> but how about that? I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, if I can just persevere and um, follow after wisdom. And you know, Bobby, this is, a, this is sometimes a struggle to just, you know, sometimes you get stuck in ruts and it's like, Oh, man, does this make any difference, me studying God's Word? Does this make any difference, me going to church? Does this make any difference, me going to Bible studies or learning that? Does this make any difference? And here it's promising that if I'm following after the wisdom of God, that I'm going to be promoted and I'm going to be honored. So let's look at number 8, which is Ephesians 1.17. Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. So what's Paul praying for the believers? The uh, that they give a spirit of revelation or understanding. <laughs> so this is a gift. This is not something that I can just conjure up. He's and, very specific and, about what it's for as well. Yeah. What's it for? It's for the knowledge of Christ. Okay. No, no Jesus better. Wow. <laughs> Number nine, Ephesians 1.18. What's the second thing Paul's praying for? Mm, this is a beautiful prayer. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. Wow. So look at that. He's praying that our eyes would be enlightened. So we have spiritual eyes and the heart of our understanding be enlightened and that we might know the hope of our calling and the riches of our inheritance. So until our eyes are open and our hearts open to the Lord, we're not going to know these things. They might be right in front of us. People might be telling us every day of our life, but we're not going to know them. I like that spiritualized thing. Uh, I talk about it all the time that I... I when I am on track and when I'm plugged in, mm -hmm. I can see God move in every single thing that happens around <laughs> me. Uh, and it could be good stuff or bad stuff. Uh, right. But it, it, there's a sense of, of comfort that, that, that overcomes me knowing that everything's going to be okay. You know, uh, it's, it's a big weight lifted off the shoulders. So we're going to, in the next number 10, we're going to outline James 3, 13 through 18, what true and false wisdom looks like. So Bobby's going to read it, and then we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about what true wisdom is and what false wisdom is. We're going to talk about what the fruit of that true wisdom is and where it comes from. So this says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Well, look at that. Uh, so deeds done in humility, which means like a gentleness. Uh, you're going to have a good, true wisdom, which is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to entreat. It means you're, you're easy to be directed. 
You're going to be full of mercy, good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy, a righteousness, peace, and you're going to find heaven. How about that? So we want to know uh, where wisdom comes from. And wisdom comes from? From righteousness and peace. Yes, it comes from, comes straight from the Lord. So we want to understand what false wisdom is like. What is the fruit of false wisdom? Whoa. Okay. The false wisdom would be envying, bitter, selfish ambition, strife in our hearts, disorder, confusion, evil practices. And and it would just give us... I think when we're working through this, if there's a lot of confusion, I think I know that I've got false wisdom. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think I know that I've left the path a little bit and I really need to settle myself down from the Lord. So the instructions are to not deny the truth, to not boast, uh, to not be sensual, to not be devilish. And... Um, it origin the false wisdom does not originate from heaven. True wisdom originates from heaven, but not false wisdom. So let's look at Proverbs twenty six, sixteen. Who thinks they are wise, but they are not wise. We love Bobby. Find it here. Here it is. Twenty six sixteen. 26.16 says a sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven <laughs> people who answer discreetly. Oh, man. Break that down for us. Oh, well, a sluggard is somebody, you know, it's a sloth. It's, it's somebody that's extremely slow. I know a lot of them. It's a lazy man. You can hear a lazy man make a lot of excuses. I can't go out. Proverbs says I can't go out in the street. There's a lion out there, so I can't go to work. There, a lion might get me on the way to work. So he's going to make a hundred excuses as to why he can't work. So it's very important for us to correct our own lazy spirits. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because if I'm lazy, I'm not going to be able to expect that I'm going to be able to get any of these blessings that the Lord has for me. So let's look at Proverbs 12, 19, 8. If a person loves their own soul... What will they search for? And my soul is defined as my mind, my will, my emotions. It is part of me that thinks, acts, feels, and guides my decisions. If my soul isn't regenerated by the Holy Spirit, it will deceive me and lead me astray. Because in Jeremiah it says, the heart is deceitful above did, all things. <laughs> did you want that proverb? I do. 19.8 says, yes. the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Hmm. So if a person loves their own soul, he needs to search for wisdom. So let's go to the next one. Number 13. Psalms 119.98. What makes me wiser than my enemies? These numbers get big in Psalms. They do, don't they? <laughs> One nineteen is right in the middle of the Bible. One nineteen ninety eight is your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. So, God's commands. Do you hear that? God's commands make me wiser. So if I'm listening to him, I'm smarter than that guy yeah, that's not. You are. You're, and and you're also going to see it coming. Uh, I find that when I was seeking wisdom, I could listen to the heart. Of, pe of people by listening to their words. And I would know what dangers to warn them about. I would know where they were going astray. If I listened to my words, 
I can hear my noise and I can hear my nonsense and I can pull myself in and say, now, wait a minute, that does not line up with God's word. So number 14, Proverbs 9, 9. What is the way to receive wisdom? Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Hmm. So the way to get wisdom is... To teach others what you know? Yeah, instruction. Instruction. Listen, listening for instructions. So Romans 16, 19. That last one really falls into place of, uh, in our world, um, a lot of programs, quote-unquote, will have peer mentorships available when a guy gets done or a girl gets done with their specific program. Uh, sometimes they're invited to stay and volunteer and help out. Um, and a lot of that requires some instruction time. And, and I've done that in the past. And I've found every single time that I learned so much more when I was on the other side of the podium hmm. presenting the information. You have to study it. Uh, yeah, because I had to right. know it in case I got asked questions. That's right. And so learning it is one thing, but teaching it, you own it. When right. I when I learn it, I got a little bit of it, but I didn't really get the depth of it. I didn't I didn't really understand it all. But when I have to teach it, now I've got to really chew on it and chew on it and chew on it. And I got to make outlines and I got to make a presentation and I got to be able to discuss it like you said. And I'm really going to know it much better. So I think in recovery. I think it's important for them to learn it, and then I think it's important for them to turn around and get sponsees that they teach it to. Absolutely. It's the lifeblood of our fellowship. It is. So number 15, Romans 16, 19, are we to be wise in all subjects? Scripture says everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Ah, innocent. That's a very tender word, isn't it? To be innocent. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) To be innocent. So we want to... a kitten. Yeah, we want to protect the innocence of others. We want others to... to, it's It's okay for them to be innocent. And we don't necessarily want children to grow up too soon. We want them to to have some innocence. So we're going through some accountability questions just for you to ask in your... um, in your classroom, in your groups here. So number one, Bobby. Am I attentive to my authority? That could be my parents, my teacher, my boss, the police. It could, um, it could be government uh, policies, standards. That's, yeah. that's a big thing because, you know, we get our personal opinions wrapped up into the political world. And, and, and basically, I need to honor the people that are in those positions no matter what my affiliation is um and, and it's a tough thing uh we'll quit talking about it should, should talk about <laughs> politics in this room at least, at least in this forum yeah so i think well, listen um, to joe rogan if you want I to do think that as long as it's not um illegal unethical or unmoral i need to obey if they're in charge i need to respect their authority right that's the thing respecting authority yes yeah, so number two am i attentive to the instruction of god's word hmm you know, sometimes I hear myself rationalizing. And if I hear myself rationalizing, I'm realizing that I'm not attentive. I'm not listening to his words. I'm making up my own stuff. Most of my faults come when I'm not lining up with what God says I should do. Amen. Number three. Am I learning, growing, and recognizing the differences between good and evil? 
So sometimes I think that we get ourselves in, in jobs or positions or places where we get stagnant and maybe even regress. And I think what we need to do is take every opportunity to learn and grow. Do I make excuses for my willfulness? (laughs) Willfulness. Willfulness. Yes, if if I'm working with a child that's very willful, I want to sit down and I want to train him and I want to talk to him and I want to tell him. Now, sometimes it's important for you to be strong-minded because that's going to make you a strong leader. But in order to be a strong leader, you have to be a strong follower. Absolutely. I've tried to explain that to people so many times. So, um, yeah, so I want you to learn to follow your teacher today, and then I'm going to let you lead some other students. Do I disrespectfully tell my authorities they are wrong? <laughs> no, I think there is a time to <laughs> That'll go. That'll get you fired. <laughs> there's a time to go and give them a respectful appeal, to give them a respectful, you know, this is what I'm seeing. You know, if I was seeing something here, would you want me to tell you? Uh, and get their permission to tell them. Well, accountability always has yeah. to have respect and compassion. Yes. Or it doesn't work. Well, and also not to go behind their back and talk about them. Because if you've done that, then then you're, you know, you don't have an ear with them to be able to respectfully go to them and say, you know, this is what I hear others saying, or this is what I I see that might cause some trouble in the future. And, and just be very gentle, very respectful of your elders. So number seven. Do I have a personal quiet devotion time with the Lord to hear his instructions to me? You know, if I can just settle myself down, his instructions flow, I can hear his voice. I've uh, learned over the years how to hear his voice, and I hear it through peace. When I have peace, uh, I know I have the the will of the Lord. I know I'm in his will. Okay, so number eight. Do I study, meditate, and focus on Scripture daily? You know, I used to meditate more. I used to carry a Scripture in my pocket, and as soon as my thoughts would stray or they would be a... um, a lull in my day, I'd pull that thing out and I'd memorize it. By the end of the day, I'd be speaking it to myself as I went to sleep. And when I did that, I was abiding in Christ. So I would wake up in the middle of the night with a song. I'd wake up with other scriptures. I'd wake up with the answer to the prayers that I'd ask him questions on. I'd wake up in the middle of the night because I'd been meditating on his scriptures. So number nine. Do I obey to my best ability and trust God with the results? Trusting God. Right. That's a process. Yeah. I've talked about it before on this show about belief, decision, action, results, faith, trust. Mm -hmm. That's the whole process, the whole line of things I go to develop trust. Yes. And so um, if I realized that I was to um, pray without ceasing, rejoice always, and in everything give thanks, and I had those three things before me every day, then I think... Uh, the other stuff would fall into place. I think I would learn to trust him with everything. I think I'd release it. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to rejoice that that you know what you're doing, that your ways are higher, that you're stronger, that you're smarter, that you're mightier, that you're working this for my good and, and not for evil. And then I'm just going to be grateful. I don't know what you're doing, Lord, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you got my best interest at heart and that you're going to shape me and mold me into your image. And as I'm doing that, as I'm as I'm focusing on that, I've learned to trust God. So number 10, this is our final one on our accountability questions. Do I look for learning experiences in my life? Mm -hmm. Boy, that's a game. Boy, I can't believe all this is happening to me. (laughs) No, I can't believe what I'm learning from going through this. Amen. There you go. So our responsibility. Listen, and here, uh, 
listen, and here. Yes. It was making me think of a movie. <laughs> you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Listen and hear. Well, you know, sometimes your ears, your you, you just tune it out. Yeah, is you know, you just tune out the noise. That comes, that you know, that comes even with praying. Uh, you know, twelve step meetings. We say the same prayer at the beginning and the end of every meeting. Man, I can say it and not even know what it said. Hmm. I can audibly say it and right. still not even have heard a word that it said. Wow! But it's like mechanical. Yes. So, so I have to be attentive, which is the next one. You know, be attentive. Discipline to the word and grow in wisdom and understanding. I have to believe. I've got to receive instruction. Don't be lazy. Man, this is the time of year to be lazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is the time of year to step up. Be simple concerning evil and wise concerning good. So I want to go back to the one on believe. You know, uh, some people say... Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite. If I feel something, if I'm angry, if I'm bitter, if I, if I'm feeling nasty today, I want to express that. I don't want to be a hypocrite. But if you believe that this is for your good and for His glory, if you really believe that, then that is what you should be acting on. And it would be a hypocrite not to. Right. <laughs> so I think the enemy tells us all the time, oh, you've got to express all those feelings. Well, you know, I don't. I don't. I can act in a wise manner where I don't do that. I can I can hold my tongue. I can learn some self-control. Okay, so the Holy Spirit's responsibility. Once I've fulfilled, once uh, the Holy Spirit starts moving in my life, he's got responsibilities that I can't usurp, and then I've got my responsibilities. Okay, so what does the Holy Spirit do? He promotes me. He gives me honor, gives me a garland of grace, a crown of splendor, helps me to know Christ more, enlightens my spiritual eyes, gives me a hope in my calling, shows me the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, and gives me incomparable great power. Wow. God will do the impossible. <sighs> yeah, so I here, I, I would just recognize that I put the Holy Spirit in the place of the word wisdom, the wisdom's responsibility. Right. Uh, so the Holy Spirit and the wisdom are interchangeable. So the Holy Spirit, wisdom will promote me and give me honor and a garland of grace. Those are the things that we just heard in Scripture. So I want to be able to re recognize that wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Now, there are heavenly wisdom. We're going to review these again. Good life, humility, pure, peaceful, peaceable, gentle, easy to entreat, full of mercy, good fruit without partial partiality or hypocrisy, and righteousness and peace. And then there's earthly wisdom. Um, envy, selfish ambition, strife or arguments, disorder and confusion, evil work, boasting, and denying the truth. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and those people, when I, well, me, when I have these, I, I'm, I'm not going to be, things are going to be frustrating. Things are going to be blocked. My life's going to be very small. All that stuff's going to get in the way. Yeah, it's going to be very small. I'm going to be very stuck in myself. But once I start moving in that heavenly blessings, uh, that, that graciousness and that hope, uh, I, I, things get larger and things open up quicker. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, grant us this day the ability to hear instructions. Give us wisdom and understanding. Help us to seek and to find your knowledge. Help us to understand the difference between good and evil and to choose good. Help us to not make excuses for sin, but to walk in righteousness and honesty, to be a person you desire us to be. 
Oh, Father, help us to be faithful and diligent to study your word daily. Let us not miss a single day the rest of our lives. Wake us up with your beautiful commandments in our hearts and singing on our lips. Forgive us for the evil we have learned. Let us purpose to turn away from learning evil and purpose heavenly wisdom from above. Help us to see our own selfishness and laziness and repent quickly. Help us to recognize strife and arguments as a symptom of earthly, devilish wisdom. Give us, give, Guide us to follow after wisdom so that the fruit of our lives will be peace and right living and your holy name may be glorified. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And then we got a memory verse today. I want you to be wise about what is good and the innocent about what is evil. And that's Romans sixteen nineteen. So at the end of this book, I put uh, I put another lesson. Digger deeper. I, I dig <laughs> deeper. Yeah, my my father-in-law, who's now passed away, every dog's name was Digger, and when he that dog died, he'd get another dog, and its name would be Digger, and the next one would be Digger. <laughs> So when I went to write Digging Deeper, I wrote Digger Deeper. <laughs> so we're going to keep this uh, in honor of Papa Bill. So there's a lesson on here for the teachers to have uh, to give to your group. It's on understanding defilement where we go through the different levels of fools. And we'll be recording this lesson later on with our Spirit and Soul Disconnect book. But I also thought I wanted it in this book. So there's the naive, the simple fools. Um, there is a lot of scriptures and instructions on that. There's the stubborn fool. And then there's the mocker scorners. And once we can recognize our foolishness and foolishness in others, then we can start uh, turning away from that. Um, because if I recognize that the person who's mocking me and making fun of me is a, uh, a third level fool and the scorner who won't rest until he's made somebody cry is a fourth level fool, you know, that kind of disempowers them. I just kind of can say, okay, they're already at the third level full. I don't need to give them any power over me. So this is very helpful when you're working with um, children that are kind of picking on each other. And one of my rules with children, Bobby, is if everyone's not having fun, no one is having fun. So I want to make sure that uh, there's a pleasant environment with children. So then there's a section where we can search for silver and gold and we can contrast wisdom and foolishness. There's several empty pages there where you can do that in the book. And then there is other uh, how to find 25 instructions, how to start looking for instructions out of Proverbs, how to start looking for um, warnings. If I can listen to the warnings, wow, I'm just going and going on. Like if I can start looking for the warnings out of Scripture, I'm going to really make a big impact in my life if I can just speak to myself in those warnings. So then I've got six challenges at the end. <laughs> Some people get yeah. carpal tunnel. I know. I see this. There's a lot of extra little pages back here. She's about this to, book. My mouse is getting hot. Yeah, really. <laughs> Poor little thing. Okay, so here we go. The challenge one, Bobby. Praying scripture. So there's a section for you to turn around Proverbs and learn to pray them. Because when you're praying the scripture, now you're praying the word of God over you. Challenge number two. Secret insight. Yeah, so when I, uh, the assignment here is to read a chapter a day for every day of the month and to find one verse and write it out and meditate on it all day and then ask the Lord for a secret insight from that verse. And challenge number three. We're almost there. 
Um, blessing. Yes, we're going to learn to speak blessings over ourselves. There's going to be a, a challenge there where we bless each other and we bless ourselves. And challenge number four. Be your own cheerleader. I want to learn to preach to myself through the words of God. I don't want to. I mean, I'm talking to myself all the time. Why would I talk to myself and beat myself up? Why wouldn't I be gracious and kind and affirming myself? Challenge number five. Write your own study. Aha. I got about 50 words here for the, anyone to choose from. And you could just write a 10-verse study out of it. Um, like the treasures, the voice, strength, uh, spirit, soul, sorrow, uh, shadows, salvation, saints, safety, sacrifice, uh, a rock, a uh, quiet, a uh, redeemer. And you can just take a word out of the Bible and you can make a study out of it. And when I do that, I learn so much about what God says. I'm going to write one on procrastination, <laughs> but I'm going to start it tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> it's challenge six. Outline one chapter in Proverbs. Yeah, so you just pick the main word in each verse. You find the main theme of the chapter. Outline the warnings, the cautions, the instructions, and the promises. And that kind of wraps up this book. All right. Well, that's the end of this book. Um, I don't know when this will be broadcast, but... Um, Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, it will be soon. Um I think if you have any questions or ideas or comments, uh, you can always message our Facebook page uh, or send an email to Angie's email. Is there one attached to Rock Recovery? There is, rockerrecovery1 at gmail.com. Um, we also have uh, a place where you can message us on our podcast. There's a place to leave us a message. And that's on Podbean or any of the other avenues? Uh, it's on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And we have to get Bobby to work on it to get on all the other platforms. <laughs> yeah. I have new roles every yes, day. Yes. He does have new roles every day. So thank you so much for listening. This was The Rock of Recovery. This um, was Angie Meadows. And I'm Bobby Snyder. And we'll see you later. Toodles.